This is Biz, and if hosting One Bad Mother for over 10 years has taught me anything, it's that parenting is hard and nobody gives a shit. So belly up to the low bar, where fine is good enough and you'll never feel alone. This is One Bad Mother. This week on One Bad Mother, let's not beat around the bush. It's expensive to stay alive in this country. We talked to Su Chen Pak about her six-episode podcast, Uncared For, which looks at maternal health. So you know it's going to be fun, everybody. Well, welcome, Su oh, yeah. Chen. This is where the party's at. Um, you guys, <laughs> you've come to the right place. Yeah. Yeah, sequence, glitter. Yeah, yeah, it's expensive to stay alive in this country. That's not news, but that's the truth. Well, I stole that line from you. So yeah. you're welcome. So before we get into this discussion, I just want to give everybody a little background on Su Chen. Mm. Okay. Su Chen Pak is a veteran journalist who has been hosting and reporting the news for over 25 years. She has reported on ABC, NBC, Discovery Networks, Oxygen, MTV News, and E! From hosting red carpet shows, I fucking love that. Let's just talk about that. To reporting on presidential elections, international relief efforts, and covering some of the biggest headlines in the news, Pac has been a dedicated journalist since reporting on her first show at age 16. We're going to talk about that. The, she has two series with Limitata Media, who we're all familiar with and love, the limited run podcast, Uncared For, and you may remember, Add to Cart, her weekly show with her co-host, Kulap Balaisak. I got it. Kulap Balaisak, uh, who we had here on the show just a couple of months ago. Welcome. Welcome again, Thank Suchet. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Yes. Can I Can I just start by asking who yeah. lives in your house? Yes. Yeah. So who lives in my house? My husband lives in my house. My two children my oldest son is 11 years yeah. old. Yeah. His name is Kai. And my daughter is nine. Her name is Zoe. And then we decided to get a dog. Always and, good choice. Mm, and the dog's name is Cosmo. <gasps> and then they don't live in our house, but we also live within just a few minutes drive with both sets of grandparents. So they're always <laughs> there. They live in, in your house. house. They live in your house. <laughs> Correct. You know, we bought a smaller house for a reason so that nobody could actually stay. Yes. But that's okay because because they just have their own homes just a few minutes away. <laughs> so so we're all here. And yeah, you are. The beauty of the pandemic is is we all <laughs> we all converged really? in one town. And now we have to live with the consequence of yeah. those choices. Yeah. Those are, those are choices that you yeah. made. <laughs> we made them. We all had to make some dark choices yes. oh, in yeah. those dark times. And now we are here living yeah. with them. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure there are perks. Oh, so many perks. I'm, I'm sure they are, there are. And I'm just going to say that as a sweeping way to dismiss and look over oh, yeah. nothing that could possibly be anxiety inducing about no. that. I mean, I've seen everybody loves Raymond. I know what it's like <laughs> to have relatives next door. I'm yeah. sure it's adorable. Easy peasy. Easy peasy. Adorable. Yeah. Speaking of adorable and easy peasy, and I am being completely flippant when I say that, you did a six-part podcast 
called Uncared For about mm-hmm. maternal health, looking at it not only in our country, but sort of doing a world tour at how other countries are handling it. And I will admit, when I look at just that expression, I feel like that is something that is thrown around without a lot of in-depth yeah. research. And you, you know, oh, well, you know, the UK has it figured out. Sweden has it figured out or whatever. Yeah. And like, I'm like, well, that's great. That's, that's really not where I am. And you don't do that. You actually go through and take a look at it. But I guess I want to ask, because our system is not equitable, affordable, or even understandable mm-hmm. most of the time. Oh, yeah. Why? I mean, we all know it's bad. So, Jen, why did you decide to go looking further? Well, I I mean, let me first give props to the Commonwealth Fund. Yes, please. And those are the experts because Biz and I have established on this podcast, we are not the experts. Uh, We are going to be paddling around in circles uh, trying to figure this out together. But the Commonwealth Fund is really, you know, an organization you know, that has dedicated all the time and the research into figuring out, asking the question, why does it suck here so bad? Where is it better? Yeah. And then what can we learn from where it's better? I would love to, you know, bike my three children to school where, you know, eating croissants and, you know, having you know what I mean? Yeah, no, beautiful I just, European vacations. I would love that. Yes. But that's not where we are. So no. what can we take from these countries, these gorgeous countries that have been doing it better and then apply it to what we have here? And and so with uncared for, the healthcare question is so big. Yeah. We decided to really zero in on maternal healthcare because it's almost like the canary in the coal mine. I just love that this place gives birthing people a choice. That's all they do. How you take care of the people that are pregnant and giving birth and babies, some of the most vulnerable in our population, really gives you a a, a pretty clear insight on what your healthcare system looks like on the whole. And so we just really zeroed in on that. We can't eat the whole elephant all at once. Let's just look at something that can give us an indication of of where we are. And so that's what Uncared For is. It's about this conversation around maternal health. Now, as you said, I am a journalist. I am not a healthcare expert. I have heard the term maternal healthcare. I've heard the term, you know, low birth mortality rates. I've heard all of these things. After a while, you just kind of tune it out and you don't even know really what any of it means. That makes me feel better. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I, I think you know, we're all we're all kind of like these words are thrown at us, and then and and they're big words and they're yeah. big concepts. It's like how do we break it down? So I I hope that we've been able to do that with very specific stories, very specific families that are going through very specific things that then can give us an insight into, you know, obviously we could do a whole hour on yes, dogs. But our first episode had to be about who gets a choice. And so we really talk with families and in this episode, women who may or may not have had a choice when it came to their own reproductive health care. Could they have access to an abortion? Could they not? Which is so important to break down because there has been a real effort to make abortion 
seem like it's about one thing with one goal, one, one reason going in and that's it. When there are so many factors, especially when it comes to the health of the person with a baby inside of them or the beginning of the gestation period, not all bodies are able to sustain it and to not be able to be given choices or support basically healthcare. Yeah, you have to start there. It's exactly right. I mean, you kind of said it right there, which is, I think people don't understand that in this country, we separate maternal health care from the rest of the health care. Like you go to a different office, a different doctor yeah. has nothing to do with your primary care physician. Yeah. And once that person, <laughs> once the baby's out, you never see that person again until you maybe have another baby, right? You know, and it's not integrated for many reasons. And the consequences of that can be what we see today, which deadly. is, yeah. They can be deadly. Yeah, they can well, be Well, you know, we've had guests on where we've had what I consider a great time tearing apart sort of the history of healthcare for women, everything from anxiety to hysteria to like all the different ways to dismiss it. And when you say, I think it's such an excellent point to say that we separate maternal health, like I, as a person enjoying the stages of perimenopause, those things impact all levels of my health, right? Right. It is not just about me no longer producing eggs. Yeah. But it is only recently that people are connecting high blood pressure, depression, you know, like all of these different things that are related to this. So again, it's very comforting to try and keep everything in these individual spaces. But that has been a real detriment, I think, to female bodied people forever. Yeah. So you start off in that place yeah. and then you start to tour around. And I guess in that first episode, you talk about being treated with compassion and dignity. And I hate that that's even a question we have to define and ask, but I also understand it being on the end of, of not receiving that. Sit around with a group of women, my friends, and talk about your gynecological visits. And you begin to understand, wow, they were doing that? Yeah. Wow, they said that? You're like, wow, this is total garbage. So talk to me a little bit about pursuing that question as a, as a journalist. Yeah, I mean, well, I want to talk about that in relation to the other episodes, which is, you know, we go to Germany, we go to the Netherlands, we go to Costa Rica. So, so we're not only going to countries that have the same level of quote unquote income as, you know, the U S Costa Rica has an amazing healthcare system and they're doing it totally differently in a way that's really effective. But all the thing that all of these countries have in common is how they approach what their philosophy towards healthcare is. And the philosophy towards healthcare is healthcare for all, mm-hmm. period. <laughs> you know, that what? even that concept. And, and I know if we've got, we don't want to get into politics, but that has somehow been demonized in this country that healthcare Seems for like a all basic. means something else. And yeah. we're not talking about politics. I think no, no. anyone if can agree that that healthcare for all 
should be the goal of how we live as a society. So that's one. And then two is the thing that they have in common is that how do we provide healthcare for all, especially the poor? And how do we do it with compassion, empathy? And so even just kind of how they view the healthcare system is so different than how we view our healthcare system in this country. I don't think those are adjectives that we would necessarily use here. I think here it's profit, it's privilege, and all of the things that come along with those types of words. So I think just even there, when you ask the question of like, how do we create a system? You have to look at other places that are just asking different questions than we are. You know, when you say that they had these different philosophies, which I I believe, but I think about our experiences here in this country and how you really can go doctor to doctor, hospital to hospital, medical group to medical group, and it's all so different. Are these countries like really unified with their philosophy? I mean, is it, I mean, outside of the occasional, but like, so when they're being taught, yeah, going into doctors and going going into doctor school, going into medical school, this philosophy is really sustaining. And did you find that those guys, I've heard the podcast, but yeah, did you find that the philosophies yeah. were the same in each of these different countries? They're not all the same in the different, I mean, there are nuances, right? So let's take for an example, Costa Rica. That's a country that I, you know, I've heard of European countries, I think that, and how well they're doing, especially in maternal care. And so I was quite surprised to find out, well, what is Costa Rica doing differently? So Costa Rica, for example, how they do it. And this isn't something that was launched. This was pretty recent. What I'm saying yeah. is, is that like a lot of these European countries, they this is part of the culture and it's been there mm-hmm. since the beginning of the way that governments are formed. So when you ask that question, the answer is yes, because yeah. all of the supporting systems, whether it's politics, med school, education, all of that, they all come from this original idea that it's healthcare for all and yeah. that it's ex- so... So in Costa Rica, they have these teams that they call primary care technical assistants, right? And they're assigned to everyone based on your neighborhood. And all they do is they go to you at your house, they do your checkups, they make your appointments for you, and they report that back to your primary care physician. These aren't doctors, you know, they're sort of like social workers. Yeah. And I think social workers is probably the best kind of analogy that we would understand. And they're looking at healthcare in the way that we all look at healthcare. Like a sick person isn't just isolated in sickness. There was a cause (laughs) to it and a history to it. So they're looking at home stress factors. They're looking at, do they have access to clean water? How, how, how many times do you eat a day? Do you know what I mean? All of the social factors that go into what created the health problem in the first place. So even just that, we could do that. Doing this work and working with Commonwealth, 
who who have been researching this for so long, you know, what first comes to mind is we could accept we don't trust each other or anybody. We're huge. We're huge. I mean, we are a gigantic yeah. country. Yeah. And that's not working in favor of anything united. There is even listening to you talk about the person going out and collecting. Yeah. I don't I'm I'm, I'm I think about like yeah. they're never gonna know about the people who live in this house, right? No. no. I mean that is true. But again, it wasn't always like this I in Costa Rica. So. Yeah, no, even in Costa oh, Rica. The reason yeah. is it wasn't always like this. This is something that as a concerted effort that we all they yeah. all had to buy into. And I know that that seems very daunting. But there have been studies of cities and communities in the US that have yeah. adopted something like this to great success. You know, so is it going to be a national rollout? Probably not in our lifetime. But could yeah. we see start to see states, cities look at healthcare in more of this way than than in the way that we've been doing. I mean, the system is broken. I I don't know how many more years we're just going to say the system is broken and do nothing about yeah, it. So yeah. at some point we have to figure out, okay, we, we don't have to take everything that Germany and the Netherlands and Costa Rica are doing as a whole, but we right. certainly can learn from the small pieces, you know? And so I think that that's an interesting way to look at it. Is it, is it daunting? Yeah. It is hard to do the series <laughs> and not want to leave the country. Well, okay. So that was what I, that is, that was my question, right? Like yeah. it's, I know that from my time doing this show, there are many things I have seen that I cannot unsee, right? right? And I fault no one for not seeing stuff sometimes, right? Like, I mean, it, there are so many things that go into that and but like once you see it yeah I think it's very hard to look away and I think the notion of do I want my children if they choose to have kids to go through it I'm not surprising anybody by saying you know I've got kids that I don't know if they'll be able to go to certain colleges oh, one yeah. day, but, right. you know, or move because, out of your house or move out of my house. Right. Because of like, That's what I'm afraid of. And they, I don't know. I mean, I got, what I do want to say is that, like I said before, there are places, lots of places in this country that are trying to reimagine healthcare differently and specifically maternal healthcare differently. And one of the places that we visited was the roots community birth center. And it's a birth center in Minneapolis. And the way that they approach maternal health is so different. I mean, just even the way that they look at the health of what a mother means. For example, they've got a kitchen where you can bring your kids, your grandmother can come and cook you the food that that you like, you know, so you don't have to eat hospital food. You know, they can prepare the things that, that feel like home to you. The birthing center feels more like a home than it does a hospital, right? Yeah. Sure, of course, we can all have it have our children in the hospital if we wanted, but 
here is an alternative. Here's an alternative that's connected to your community, your heritage, your culture, the way that you want to do it. You drive the boat, you make all the decisions about your birth and they're there to sort of support you. So there are really, there are places with fantastic track records and amazing relationships with the community and families in this country. So it's not like these are outliers, I know, but the more that we're able to talk about it and the more that we're able to share these stories, I mean, that's what you do here, right? Like, I think what's great about this podcast is, is that we talk again and again, your guests and you talk about how isolating parenting is, how it's just like a one person job often and it's super lonely and we're not connected in this way. So how do we find out other ways of parenting other than we sit around the fire, Yeah, you know, and just be like, I did it this way. I heard my, <laughs> my, you know, my aunt did it this way. You know, and we share these stories. And so I think that that was a big learning lesson for me. On the first episode, I had my postpartum doula come on and I talk about my birthing yeah. experience, by the way didn't know she was a postpartum doula because I didn't know what that was when I I hired her. Anything about doulas. (laughs) I mean, yeah. yeah. (laughs) I'd say I was like, of course I'd heard doula. I was like, listen, I don't need a hippy dippy lady coming to my house. Give me a Yoni steam. Yes, exactly. You know, I want to have my baby the most, you know, textbook American way. Yeah, I know. I want to be shot like a tranquilizer, right? Like as I run down the hallway. And by the way, we clearly both have learned that none of those are true descriptions of doulas. In fact, all I want to do is go back and do it again. I have so many birth regrets, which is a dumb thing to have as a person in the world. But I have birth regrets. I can add that to the list of other regrets. regrets. I have dating regrets. I have financial (laughs) regrets. And now we can add birthing regrets. So we are here to tell you, to warn you for those that haven't experienced this yet, that will or want to, that there are other ways. And we've both been on the other side. So- I had hired this wonderful woman named Brandy through another friend of mine, you know, who was like, you're going to want this woman. She didn't call her a postpartum doula. I don't know. She even knew what that was. And I was like, well, what does this woman do? And she was like, she's going to come to your house. She's going to answer every single question you have about your baby. I'm talking about do I get, you know, this type of diaper? What kind of ointment? You know, do I get pajamas with snaps or zippers do I, I mean every yeah. question you're going to have a million questions when they drop this baby in your lap and you leave the hospital with and they no kick you instruction out. and they <laughs> kick you out with no instruction I mean forget breastfeeding we're not yeah. going to even talk about no. the horrors of breastfeeding uh-uh. without any guidance so I was like sign me up yeah and once we had this conversation then she was like, well, what I am is a postpartum doula. And I was like, well, good to know, you know, that, (laughs) that is fantastic. And so even my understanding of it, and you know, feel like I know some stuff. Yeah. Tell me this. We don't don't tell you this. Shit. It turns out, Su Chen, we know nothing. Okay. This has been, uh, you know, dare I say delightful? No, that's the wrong Definitely sure. wrong. Sure. <laughs> like all like all people who slowly go mad. Sort of a, an overview and, and what I like to think of as grass is greener, you know, birth envy. 
given everything you've learned and seen, yeah, can we hone it down to sort of where are we and where are we going besides joking about moving to other places? Yeah. I mean... I, I would like to answer that question with hope. So I'm, I'm going to say that right off the bat. And Yay! if I veer off of this, you get me right on track. <laughs> you hold me accountable to hope. Fair. So I'd like to say that, as I said before in our conversation, there are places, there are communities, there are organizations, there are states that are working towards systems that work for women, that work within the healthcare system that we have today. It's not all doom and gloom. So there are those out there. It just so happens that obviously the headlines don't maybe necessarily reflect the good work that they're doing. And so I think it's really important that you have discussions like this on your podcast and I have it on mine. And, and so I think part of what has kept us isolated and part of what has kept us so in despair is, is that we don't share the stories of when it is working and we don't share the stories of choices and we don't share these stories, right? They're not as maybe headline grabby as the rest. So I think that that's, that's for me, the, the nutshell of it is if you're not thinking about like legislation and you're not going to go and you know what I mean? You're not right. going to put your body on the front line. You know, you're sitting here listening to this feeling hopeless. I think that a little active search and you'll realize that there are people and organizations out there that are doing it right. That the grass isn't necessarily always greener on the other side of the ocean, that we do have things that work here. I do think that in this country, we are just beginning to, and thankfully having conversations about what it means to have privilege, mm. what it means to have financial race, gender privilege, and how that impacts our health. And I think that that is the conversation that is the most interesting and electrifying to me because this is a systemic problem. This isn't yeah. just like a, your doctor isn't working problem. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So no, I kind of, those are the things I walked away with. Yeah. I want to stop on that because I was just thinking about the, it's funny that there is this, it's not funny. It's not funny at all that there is this struggle for people to have discussions about privilege as well as, you know, any internal biases do based on experience, based on whatever that you may not even be aware of. And then there's probably plenty that we're fully aware of, but don't want to talk about. But having those conversations and putting them out, I'm with you, I think are really yeah. fascinating. I just got over COVID and I was joking that we were, well, I wasn't joking. My husband and I were talking about how my genius would be, I gave myself the extra days. I didn't overdo like I normally do where I mm. jump up the moment I feel good. But then that led me to think about, oh, what's great about COVID is that the protocols are you have to be isolated. So yeah. I was able to stay, you know, to not overdo because I had to isolate. And then I was like, wait, I got to isolate because my husband works from home and my kids are in school and I had an extra room to isolate in and I didn't have to get out and do the things I would normally do. And like, it was a real opportunity to like assess my privilege. 
and say, uh, well, that's, you got to check your jokes and check yourself when you're, when you're saying things like that, yeah. because I'm keenly aware that, that that's not the case, but it's also a good example of how easy it is to not question it, right? Mm -hmm. My birth was this, or my experience was this, or I'm not thinking about how this person might experience this. And I mean, I think we even touched on, you know, all of the things that we have set in place that these different types of privileges that we talk about impact in a positive way for some and a negative for other, even just trying to get through insurance or even trying to set up an appointment to see a doctor, it feels like, what? That shouldn't be a big deal, but it is a big deal. It's yeah. a, I mean, it's a big deal. And, uh, you know, I cared for my mom throughout the end of her life. And I mean, it's a lot of work. So it's not mm. even just affecting people who have kids. It's any kind of caretaker role. And it's almost impossible that you are not a person who is taking care of somebody. And I think one of the things you said that was so hopeful was that there are these places that are in our country right now and services that are available and just spending the five minutes, you know, in Carline or wherever, seeing what does exist. And mm -hmm. if you don't need it, you can still support it, yeah. right? <laughs> like, and how to spread that word within your own community. Yeah. I, you know, it's, we're not gonna be able to have these conversations and move forward towards a more equitable healthcare system if we can't be uncomfortable acknowledging like who we are and what our experiences have played a part in evolving us into how we approach the world. Yeah. And I know that for you having these conversations and seeing this through your work has allowed that for you, just as for me talking to people every week, I'm like, oh. right. you know, and I really, I really like the idea of going out and finding those groups in your community. Yeah. And seeing how they need help or support. Because it is depressing when every news story is about death. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's not fun, everybody. That can make a person a bit nervous if they're thinking about trying to conceive. Yeah, I mean, I think that, you know, it, it that hopelessness, you know, yeah. leads to withdrawing. And when we disconnect from one another, especially mm -hmm. as parents and especially as caregivers, it's that's where we start to lose a lot of our power, you know. Yeah. And so I think that staying connected in whatever way that means for you to these systems that are working, however small or big or mm -hmm. systemic they are, is vital to change. And acknowledging that choice is a privilege. And that's a privilege that most people in this country do not have. All right. We, I think that that was a relatively hopeful wrap up. That there, it, it's happening here in, <laughs> in small points. She is laughing very hard at me, but I mean it. Guys, 
this stuff is out there and it we have to go out and seek it out sometimes yeah. and then help it grow and foster that's right, that's right. Who's that privilege my yes. friends, I will happily be that woman who walks in and, like, causes a stake on behalf of somebody who can't feel as comfortable causing mm-hmm. a stake. Guys, enjoy it. Wear yeah. your costume. Do it well. And, as always, check out your local library because your local library is a ridiculous resource for all of these things. From health screenings to community resources. I fucking love the library, Sue. I love it. All right. So everybody, stick around. We are going to come back, and I am not going to share a genius or fail about COVID and be an asshole. And uh, we will share our genius and fails and uh, be back. One Bad Mother is supported in part by Bombas. Fall's here, so it's time for more Bombas! (laughs) It's layering season, and because Bombas makes it easy with socks, tees, and underwear that feel good and do good, it's time to get over to Bombas and order new socks, tees, and underwear. Everyone knows I love the Bombas, especially the socks. We all wear the socks, but more importantly, Bombas helps us all do good by donating socks, tees, and underwears to homeless shelters. One item purchased equals one item donated. Want to support your community? Go buy some Bombas socks. Go to bombas.com slash badmother and use code badmother for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash bad mother and use code bad mother at checkout if you need a laugh and you're on the go try s-t-o-p-p-o-d-c-a-s-t-i hmm are you trying to put the name of the podcast there yeah i'm trying to spell it but it's tricky let me give it a try okay if you need a laugh and you're on the go call s-t-o-p-p-p-a-d ah it'll never fit no it will let me try if you need a laugh and you're on the go, try S-T-O-P-P-P-T-C-O-O. Oh, we are so close. Stop podcasting yourself. A podcast from MaximumFun.org. If you need a laugh and you're on the go. Hey, you know what it's time for this week's Genius and Fails. This is the part of the show where we share our genius moment of the week, as well as our failures, and feel better about ourselves by hearing yours. You can share some of your own by calling 206 206- Three five zero nine four eight five. That's two zero six three five zero nine four eight five. Genius fail time. I am going to share genius, uh-huh. and as always, our bar is low, but we do celebrate the high geniuses as well. And this is sort of a joint genius. I have a very, very, very good friend, and she just got the COVID, and not from me. Everybody, she is a teacher. So FYI, please show support to your teachers because they are around our nasty children all day long, all day long. COVID has been taking my school out left and right. Anywho, bring some donuts. Guys, just drop some donuts off. Drop some coffee. Make a sign that says we appreciate you. Stick it somewhere. Anywho, she 
doesn't like to accept help, and I don't like to either. We are those people. I can do it. And I said, please, let me go to the store and just grab you like Jello, and like just because it this string that has been going around, no appetite, right? And so, but you got to eat something. So I was like, let me get you the Jello, some broth, like just whatever, and anything else that you need. Because she's got a teen, and she was like, no, I don't want to be in it. Anyway, she finally said yes, and. I then did it. Guys, I love offering help and then not following through. That is my special skill. And I followed through. I went and I got it and I gave it to her. And she was like, this was really helpful. And I said, and it made me feel really good to be able to do it. And then she texted me later to say, when you said Jell-O, I thought, how am I going to get myself out of bed to boil all this water? Who knew you could get already made Jell-O? And I responded, I knew. I knew. Anyway, <laughs> so that's it. I got, I, I offered help. They accepted the help. And I then followed through with the help. And I, I know people are really good at that, but that's not, I'm not. So I'm feeling like a genius uh, and not that anybody cares, but I'm feeling great. Your friend All cares. Right. My friend cares. That is and correct. I did. I care. I didn't know that you could get pre-made Jello. I didn't even know that know. that was <clears throat> that Jello could be around for yeah more well, than. I mean, how how long? You just is go it over at the to deli? the no. You go to the yogurt section and like so down towards the end of the yogurt section, there'll be the pudding and Jello section. Oh yeah, and made Jell-O. by Jello. Yes, and it was you're get, right. I didn't even think about that. I'm not a huge fan because it's, you know, single yeah. use, single yeah. use plastics, but everybody. But when, when you're, you're fighting sick, for your life, yeah. Yes. And you can turn it into something for watercolor painting. You know, you <laughs> can wash a brush in it. So, or plant a seed. I don't know. We can figure, use it for a Halloween decoration. But yes, pre-made jello. Well, that's just a bonus. Wow. Oh my God. Oh my God. I saw what you did. Oh my God. I'm paying attention. Wow. You, Mom, are a genius. Oh my God. That's fucking genius. All right. Lay it on me. Okay. I have a genius (laughs) to share. It's a simple one, much like your beautiful simple ones. I think the simple ones are the most elegant ones because everyone can relate and everyone can do it. Yes. I shared with you earlier off mic that I was reading a book called Mom Rage. (laughs) I, I just read about it. I picked it up. But, you know, you have those moments with your kids and you feel yourself getting to that. Yeah. That next level. And how many times have we told our kids, when you get upset, you take a breath, you count to 10, you take two <laughs> I can't remember telling you the last time I did that. You know, I'm choking, you know, yeah. on my rage. <laughs> and, and, I, and, and I know better, right? I know, okay, yeah. I know in this moment, nothing good is going to come out of my mouth. <laughs> By the way, if you're all wondering what could incite this kind of rage, yeah. uh, my 11-year-old is now going through the... 50 states and capital cities Ugh. in his in his class. I'm sorry. <laughs> so to sit with an 11-year-old Ow. boy to try to get him to spell Massachusetts correctly, well, you know, it's an exercise in patience. Yeah. And so 
<laughs> yesterday we had gone through this. He started to, you know, moan and complain. And, and, and I got so enraged and I said, you know what I'm going to do? I said, Kai, if you'll just give me a moment, I'm going to get up and take a walk. And I got up, I took the dog and I went around the block. Mm. Boy. Yeah. Boy, when you get your feet moving, mm-hmm. it's incredible what it does to the brain. <laughs> it's like I took a, a Zoloft pill. It's like, a, it's like, it's like Lexapro for everyone. Yeah. I got to tell you, that's genius. A walk. Just a walk. Get up. Walk. Get up. You're starting to get mad at an email coming in. Yeah. Your husband has asked you one last time, where is the ex? Yeah. And, and you're overflowing with yeah. rage. Get up. <laughs> I, I just, I was really proud of myself that I took that walk. And I was proud of myself that, that my son got to witness me yeah. being able to control myself and work it through my body. Yeah. Which is not, you know, something that, that we're often conscious of. Um, so anyway, that's my genius you, for the week. You're a fucking genius. <laughs> and who needs to spell Massachusetts? I don't think I can spell Massachusetts. And I've, I think, I don't think I've had to ever except for school. Because you know why? Because I know abbreviations, everybody. And I know no one spells it out on a letter and no one's writing letters apparently but me. And when it was spelled out, I didn't believe it. I, I said, there's no way that there's that is no, how you spell Massachusetts. That is too many things happening in this state. Hi, Biz. I'm calling in with a, such a confident genius. And it's my genius, which is even better because, like, it's not related to the kids. It's all me. <laughs> so that makes me feel extra special. But um, I graduated this year at 40, and that's a genius in itself. And then I had a big certification exam I had to take for my degree. I was really nervous, and so my genius is that I found out the results on Thursday, but I told everyone at work that I didn't find out until Friday, so that if I got good news, I could sit with it for a day, and if I got bad news, I could sit with it for a day. <laughs> and then we had an extra genius of going out and celebrating on Wednesday before we even found out the results. And so that way I had a good memory and good vibes going into Thursday. And, you know, if I was sad on Thursday, then I'd already had a good, you know, drinks and dinner with my husband and so then I did find out on Thursday that I passed and so I just had a string of geniuses surrounding that and now I've had a day where I can sit with it and I get to go into work and tell everyone the good news and so yeah that felt like a really big genius for me is just taking that space for myself and accomplishing this big thing at a higher age than most of my classmates so thank you for the show and allowing us to celebrate these oh my god I love you. First, you graduated at, like, remember, everybody knows, mama went back to law school when I hit kindergarten, you know, or went to, not back to, went to. So, like, I know it's hard to go and start something like that later, but it is doable, and you are awesome for doing it. A, celebrating before you even get the information, because you just did a ton of stuff, right? Like, that's worth celebrating, yes. whether you pass yes. or fail. That's a big deal. Acknowledge that. Yeah. Yes. And then, yeah, it shouldn't just be based on the score. It should be based on all that work you did. Yeah. And then to give yourself a day to deal with whatever the results were going to be, I just, I fucking love you. Yeah. 
right? That's like, we joke that these geniuses are small yeah. and blah, 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 but they're not. Uh-uh. Because it's a muscle that we have never really built up. And we build these muscles and these small geniuses. Yeah. And, and, and when something huge comes along, we're ready. You know, we're ready to advocate for ourselves. We're ready to take time for ourselves. We're ready to prioritize ourselves. Like that all comes from these small practices of geniuses, you know, like all of this matters. I can't believe I've been so mindful all these years, but you are right. I mean, it really, it is a simple little practice of, uh, because people can go back and listen to the first like two years before the end of the show where Teresa and I told each other we were doing a good job and I'd be like, Moo. you know, and like by the end, after two years of hearing it, I'm like, you know what? I am doing a fucking good job. And, and these, you're right. These little celebrations that no yeah. one are, aren't given the importance that they yeah. should be. Mm-hmm. I fucking love it. And I yeah. love you and you're doing a great job, but let's all really bask in what people want to talk about uh, and pay attention to our failures. <laughs> suck okay i believe i have mentioned we're in the process of finally doing construction on our home so that my teenager can have a bedroom okay as opposed to living in the hallway which is where they lived and teens need privacy and i don't want to see them i don't want to see like 90 percent of teen things that are happening so we've had to pack a lot of stuff up and i was like just pack it just pack it, all the stuff. And that, you know, that, that's been fine. We're three months in and October is upon us. And as you all know, I really like Halloween. Oh yeah, we packed all the Halloween, by the way, and Christmas. Didn't think about any of that. But I helped build the Halloween haunted house stuff at our school. And I have none of my tools. I have, I don't have a drill. I don't have like, I have... None of the things that normally ride around in my car, but so that I, cause I'm that person who's like, yeah, I got a screwdriver in my car, right? Like, you know, I can't, and it's really frustrating right now. And I know it's just sitting in a warehouse with a bunch of stuff that shouldn't have been packed up cause it was garbage and I wasn't managing it well. And I, I guess I need my tools. Where, where everybody shame me. Anyway, it just is fucking frustrating. Yeah. Too much to think about. Too much. I know. Too I, much. I, it's okay. It's it's like you ever you ever fail because you're just and I don't know if yeah. this is this case, but where you're too organized. Yeah. Do you know what sure. I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where yes. you're like, I'm gonna do this because I know myself and da, da, X, Y, Z. <laughs> and 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 you know, it'll be cl- a classic yeah. one is, you know, it could be something like you know, packing, I know that my, yeah, packing. Packing a, for a trip and yeah. you don't pack any of your own stuff. Yes. Right? But yeah, kids, and you get there and you're yeah. like, so I understand this. Like, yeah. it, I, I want to turn it around like, and just be like, Please don't. it's because you're, <laughs> yeah. no, it's a bit. Listen. No, it's okay. Turn it around. perfect. It, I, I shouldn't, this means that I, I relinquish all of my Halloween responsibilities. Thank and you. And if I, if I can't use an exacto knife and a styrofoam ball then i can't make it this year yeah 
Like that's, 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 no, that's not going to work for me. No. Okay. Yeah, exactly. That's going to kill you. <laughs> that's going to slowly eat me alive, yeah. which is the theme of the Halloween. I'm just kidding. Okay. Not too much. I'm making, I'm making a carnivorous plant world, everybody, which I have lovingly carnivorous called. Carnivorous plant world. Uh, which I am calling uh, carnivorous, you know, vaginas with teeth plants. <laughs> it's basically what it is. So, so just vaginas. <laughs> it's basically just, you know, vaginas. You're running, you're running the mill vaginas. <laughs> Run of the mill vaginas. They're a mystery. Come to this on. I don't even, I have one. And I don't even know if there are teeth in there or not. Exactly. I've never x-rayed it. I don't have a dentist for my vagina. Okay. <laughs> All right. And why why don't we get good health care in this country for women? Because <laughs> we don't know anything about ourselves. All right. Please fail me. Okay, let me think about this. I mean, I have so much to choose from. Um, I'm sure it's that you haven't been to the vaginal dentist in a while. I haven't been to the vaginal dentist in such a long time. Yeah. Uh, My goodness. Well, you know what? It's so easy to come up with a fail because all I have to think about is what did I do yesterday? Where did I go? Yeah, yesterday. Right. Um, Okay. So for me, my failures often come. In one particular place, um, and that is the kitchen. Oh, yeah. The kitchen is a, it's a live wire. Yeah. yeah. It's I like just, a treasure trove. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, or a, a dumpster fire. Or, you know? a death, or a death trap, right. Treasure trove, yeah. dumpster fire, death Things trap. Things happen in the kitchen, and I mean this, like, when I tell you, and boy, am I preaching to the choir, and I know yeah. it. I know. When I tell you the thought of making another meal. Fucking meal. <laughs> Another fucking meal. Meal. Yeah. For anyone. And, I, and I'm in there, you know, the other night, for example, <laughs> we had tacos. It was Taco Tuesday. Taco Tuesday. Simple enough. There's yeah. a, uh, it's a Taco Tuesday. Are it's we talking easy. taco in a box? Are we talking taco in a box night kind of taco? Or we're talking, take out taco? No, we're talking, I make the tacos. Oh, But God. you will not. Very good. You will not uh, mm. under, like, how many different ways can one make a taco? Uh, uh, well, I've moved to California, and I've learned that there's actually quite a few ways than just a hard shell thing filled with greasy meat. And if you have a nine-year-old and eleven-year-old, oh, I'm sorry. I'm I'm in the kitchen making yeah. f- three different types different. of tacos. Yeah. Oh yeah. A soft yeah. taco. Oh. So my daughter gets a soft taco with. <laughs> Uh, ground turkey, no veggies, no spices, wow. and cheese. Okay. All right. That's her taco. My son gets a yeah. hard shell taco with ground turkey, vegetables, uh-huh. spices, oh. and cheese. Oh, I like the other one. No spices. No spices. <laughs> no spices. <laughs> and rice. Sorry. And rice. Oh. So he has to have the rice in the taco meat. In the taco. I mean, and then I eat the taco the way I, I took the taco. So now I'm With sitting here. whatever's left over. You're yeah, just scraping the pan for I'm your taco. I'm here is, and I'm just like, I'm, I'm like, okay, so now it's time to take out the meat for my yeah, daughter. Yeah. Okay. And now it's time to put yes. the vegetables in and the rice in. And I'm doing quantum physics. Yeah. For taco night. And, yeah. and, and I, and I just, I failed. I failed yeah. at the version of, of a parent, of a mother. Yeah. <laughs> who I read 
in, yeah. um, you know, raising Bebe the French yeah, way. Right, yeah. Where it's like, oh, I'm sorry, you eat yes. what we eat. If you don't eat it, then you don't eat. And I read that book, Pregnant, yeah. and I said, God damn right. That's right. I'm not going to be one of those idiots. Oh, yeah. Those wusses that's yeah. like cooking different meals. Oh, my not kids aren't you. gonna order from a kids menu. Oh no! What is that? They don't have that in France. That's right. People in India are eating Indian food. So thank you. My children should be eating Indian food. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, and and yeah, I didn't and, work out. And as I'm parsing out the little specks <laughs> of rice that have touched my daughter's meat, <laughs> you know, I uh-huh. think to myself like. Yeah. This is the family that I have created. <laughs> Am I happy? Am I when you're thinking to yourself, that's usually and me and that. Is this the big world that I wanted yeah. for myself? That's right. I feel like I've made some poor choices somewhere <laughs> along the line. And it has nothing to do with food. <laughs> it never you know does. What? It's an existential that... crisis, Taco Tuesday. And I have oh it God. every week. Well, I actually uh, love that fail. And just so you know, if this was any other podcast or if you would put that on the internet somewhere oh yeah you people <laughs> would you would be. you would be beaten up yes. somebody might actually oh, yeah. like do that thing where i don't know yeah. what it's called that we're like suddenly you're getting tacos delivered to your house yeah like in a bad taco way not, not, not yeah not in a helpful way not yeah. like oh somebody yeah. sent me tacos that's no. so nice no so this, this is how ta- you do it this, this, is is how, this is why your kids are the way they are <laughs> I know, but you know what? I will just to be fair. Yeah. When those days happened for me, the question really came down to, do I want every dinner to be me crying? Like really openly weeping Mm -hmm. with frustration and anger? Or do I want to separate that little bit of rice from this thing? And to be fair, it's all fucking a fail, but (laughs) because it's not what we envisioned, but it's really which fail yard are you going to have your barbecue in? Either one. Well, you are doing a horrible job (laughs) setting expectations for your your children, I'm sure. Hi, Biz. This is a fail. Um, Apparently, my youngest, who used to be able to ride a two-wheel bike, um, can't do it anymore. And it's probably because we just, like, didn't have a bike that fit him for like a couple years and like the summer I think has just been like really hot <laughs> the past couple years and we just didn't yeah. want to bike and we had other things to do and we just never got around to getting a bike since he was you know younger when he was younger he could bike fine now he's seven and he's screaming at me because he can't ride the stupid bike even though we came all the way out to a trail where they, the kids could just like go nuts and have a space and there's no cars and it's great and it's a beautiful day and tried, but now I'm just getting screamed at. And we would have just kept biking a little bit. Yeah. Probably wouldn't have happened. So I feel sucks. God, you're a fucking I didn't even know that that could happen. Oh, it can happen. I, I, you can, in fact, forget how to ride a bike. What? I would, like, A, everybody, uh, Su Chen just had this, like, look on her face during this call, and I'm thinking, 
I wonder what that face is going to be. Like, what is it that's freaking Great. her out? Now I have one more no, thing to worry about. I know, but I'm so happy <laughs> that what's freaking you out is the is that, what do you mean that can happen? Okay, this is a really, I, I didn't even, Ellis doesn't even know how to ride a bike. And that kid's like nine. And like, we got the pandemic bike. And that kid is just not into risk. And now they're just really mad that they can't ride a bike. And I'm like, I'm sorry. But it's that the fail is, Mm -hmm. or the thing that sucks about fails like this, is that I know you're literally calling me from the other side of the car. Right, you're there at the park. Yes, she's like, right. she's you're like right. winded. Yeah. She's yeah. at the trail. She's like, she's, she's like, and all I'm doing is getting I screamed failed. at. Yeah, and I and like, so I know that you're right there, and it's one of those moments that we have joked about so many times where you want to scream. That's what's supposed to be fun. <laughs> yeah, and and it's not, and somehow it's your fault, but I also enjoy. Uh, pretending that I am the internet and saying you're doing a horrible, horrible job. Not having dedicated the last few years of your life, taking your child out every single day. What are you doing with your time? What are you doing? Why aren't you stopping everything yeah, in, in your in life? apparently unhealthy heat wave conditions. Oh, well, by yeah, the way. why would you even... Like, Grow up. How are they going to build their heat tolerance? Another failure. You can add that to your list. Add that to the bucket. Great. You didn't. You didn't buy a new bike when they got bigger. What? I don't understand. Bikes grow on trees, at oh, least gosh. in California. Anyway, you're doing a horrible job, and I love you, and I I really see you at that park <laughs> right now. I see you. Yeah, and it's not yeah. fun. Oh, You're it's right. horrible. I would, if I was at that park, yeah, I would come by and high five you, yeah, like right now. I would be like, I would take you by the shoulders, and I would say, "I see you. This is not your fault." <laughs> All right, so Chen, thank you so much for joining us. What a wild uh, ride. It has we, been. You know, we, it's been a wild ride. We, they don't we even know. We circled the globe. Yeah, we came we back did. home, and and it just—it's yeah. been the full, complete range of emotions. Well, isn't that apropos of having kids in your house? <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's on some sign I can buy at Michael's right now. <laughs> I so appreciate that. I, I know it was no fun looking at all of this for you. And I like it's, you know, like I appreciate that it's like a multi-episode. It's not like you're talking about it for like 10 years. You're you're looking at it in this chunk. And I, I, I can see how it started. Like, oh, that's an interesting question. I really want to explore that. <laughs> and then you get into it and you're like, oh, God, <laughs> why did I look? But I really appreciate you doing it so that the rest of us could listen until our stomach hurt and then just turn it off. So (laughs) thank you. Don't, everybody. We're going to link everybody up to where they can not only find out about Add to Cart, which we've already talked about in previous shows, but we're also going to link you up if you are in the mood, everybody. And I think it's fair to listen because how do we know what we want if we can't listen to what's broken? So uncared for, 
is the six episode podcast we will link you up to that as well as ways to maybe find out what's happening in your area of the world so thank you so much you're so welcome you are the greatest mom i've ever known i love you i love you when i have a problem i call you on the phone I'm Ify Wadiway, the host of Maximum Film. I'm Alonzo Duralde, also the host of Maximum Film. And I'm Drea Clark, yet another host of Maximum Film. Every week, we host Huddle Up. Usually with an illustrious guest. And we talk about films. We have film news. We have film quizzes. We answer your film questions. It's like the maximum amount of film talk. That's why we call it Maximum, maximum Film! film. Maximum Film, the movie podcast that's not just a bunch of straight white guys. New episodes weekly on MaximumFun.org. All right, everybody. Let's listen to a mom have a breakdown. Hi, this is a rant. Hopefully it will not turn into a full-blown breakdown. I am leading from reading a story to my kids' class, which is supposed to be like a fun surprise. But then my kids just started bawling her eyes out when it was time for me to leave. So I'm not feeling, like, super awesome about it. Of course, like, when my mother-in-law read to the class, it was a wonderful, life-changing experience for her. So I'm so glad that she got that lovely experience. And now I have to call another school that my uh, younger kid is supposed to start at in January because I'm not going to be moving my oldest to that school like we had planned. Um, they are now telling us that the youngest can't go there, even though he has been on the wait list since November of 2021 when he was a tiny embryo. I don't know how I could have put him on the wait list any sooner. And he isn't in school right now because I left the workforce to take care of him. And I thought, oh, it'll just be in January when he can go to this new school. But I have been waiting for someone to go to since before the damn pandemic when my oldest kid was six months old. And I just, <sighs> my husband is texting me because he doesn't understand how to sort laundry and I don't know how to help him. <laughs> I feel like I'm doing so much to help everybody, which is not, not helping anybody. I'm not. I'm not doing it. I I don't know what to do. Mm. That's all. That's all. You guys are doing a really good job. And I'm really trying. Bye. First of all, you actually are doing a really good job. Okay? And... You say, that's it. That's all. That's all. Oh, yeah, that's all. That's all. That that doesn't sound like anything. I say incredibly sarcastically. That's plenty. That, you are, you know, let's all go back and listen to President of Everything, which is such an easy role to slip into 
and to be assisted into, especially when kids first get into your house, trying to get kids into daycare, into preschool, trying to get kids into the same school. There are situations where that is really hard. I mean, Teresa, at one point, all three of her kids were in different schools, right? Mine were in two different schools for a long time just because of age alone, right? Not because of a, you know, any sort of school issue. One was in elementary and one was in pre and those two, I mean, yeah, one was in daycare and then preschool. They weren't anywhere near each other. And that alone is just a shit ton of driving, which is too much. And it's really frustrating when you feel like something you've been working towards, like both kids in the same school, suddenly falls apart. Because that was something that you didn't have to worry about. It was something that was taken care of and you could be working towards this date when there would be this change in your circumstances. And when that falls through, that is like having a rug pulled out from underneath you, which which if we all sit there and really try to imagine a rug literally being pulled out from underneath us, that is a scary, unsettling situation to find yourself in. I really appreciate your deep breathing. I just want to recognize that you're doing it, whether you know it or not. And that is a really good thing to do. But I also recognize that that's not going to fix how you're feeling about all of this. That feeling of not being able to do it and being stuck without feeling like there are options, that it's a real place that you're in. And it's not always a place that we can snap our fingers and find ways out of. It is actually very complicated. So I just want to recognize that for you and that feeling overwhelmed, that's okay because it's overwhelming. You're not supposed to be perfect at this and be able to solve this problem. Also, I guarantee your husband can figure out the laundry. It may not be how you would do it, and that is okay. But if it is folded and your sweaters are not shrunk, then it's a win, okay? But I appreciate just the general partner annoyance of something like that. You're like, I'm in the middle of having an existential crisis about where my children are going to school, and you're texting me about laundry? It's not about the laundry. It is about feeling like possibly you guys aren't on the same team when it comes to the stressful situation you were in. But that can be rectified, okay? You are doing a good job. And sometimes that can involve not knowing what you're supposed to do in that moment. Okay. But please know that you are not alone. And none of this is a weird reflection on what a good job you're doing. Everybody, you're all doing a good job. This is a difficult conversation this week. I mean, it was a fun conversation. I love talking to people, and I really enjoyed talking to Su Chen, and I really am fascinated and always 
ready and willing to talk about things that aren't always the most comfortable and that we don't always have an easy solution to and is so uniquely personal and different to everyone out there. But I do think it's worth having the conversations, even if we don't all agree on what the problem is or what the outcome should be. What I think we hopefully can all agree on is that we don't want anyone to feel alone or isolated when kids get in their house or when they are in the process of getting kids in their house. And I think we can all agree that we want people to feel heard and respected when it comes to their health care. And I really, really hope we all agree that everybody should be allowed to have access to healthcare. I mean, again, how we get there, I don't know. A lot of different roads, okay? But we just have to be willing to, to pull out the map and discuss it, okay? You're all doing a good job. You are, in fact, not alone. I see you. Let's go out and try to be the least perfect people we can be. Set our bar low and congratulate each other and ourselves on all of those really small wins. I will talk to you next week. Bye. I got to low down mama blues. I got to low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. Low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. You know that right. We'd like to thank Max Fun, our producer, Gabe Mara, my husband, Stephen Lawrence, our perfect children who provide us with inspiration to say all these horrible things. And of course, you, our listeners. To find out more about the songs you heard on today's podcast and more about the show, please go to MaximumFun.org slash OneBadMother. For information about live shows, our book, and press, please check out OneBadMotherPodcast.com. One Bad Mother is a member of the Maximum Fun family of podcasts. To support the show, go to MaximumFun.org slash join. Well, daddy, baby, bustin' by, got low down mama blue. Oh, said daddy, baby, bustin' by, got low down mama blue. Maximum Fun, a worker-owned network of artist-owned shows. Supported directly by you.